What's up, y'all? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 19 of Whiskey Wednesday Podcast Sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. Today, we're kicking it all the way to the other side of the world. We're going to Japan and trying Nika Coffee Grain Whiskey. It's really good. I'm going to be asking my guest what he thinks about it. Um, But today we're going to be joined by a good friend of mine, entrepreneur, musician, and family man, Bebop. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Cheers, man. Good to be here, bro. Welcome. Welcome to Whiskey Wednesday. How are you? Oh, he's drinking. (laughs) We 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 cheers. Mm, I didn't drink it. What do you think about this whiskey? Nika Coffee Green Whiskey. Um, I was telling you earlier, the only... Japanese drink I've had with sake. alcohol in it. Yeah, it was a sake, sake before bomb, this. Yeah. So I expected it to be uh, kind of strong like that. Yeah. It's, it's really smooth. We were kind of going over the taste right now. What would you say? What would you tell our viewers <laughs> or kind of describe to our viewers um, what this tastes like? I guess the closest I can sound like a fucking whiskey connoisseur would be <laughs> that it has a sweet tone. A sweet tone. Yeah, that's what we came up with. So he researched <laughs> whiskey kind of sore lines or yeah, phrases. <laughs> no, I agree. It, it's really good, and I think the name kind of throws it off too. Nika coffee grain whiskey. Right, it like I have honestly like sharp, thought, like yeah, I thought taste. it was gonna taste like coffee. I, I assumed right away that some sort of coffee bean was affiliated with it. Have so. you ever seen uh, Brain Games? No. On Netflix. Mm-mm. So, oh um, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. The passing by, but I haven't. There's an on episode it. where like, uh, it's obviously based off of the brain, but there's an episode where they talk about words uh, like this, like Nika, will automatically give you the assumption that it's gonna be or taste a certain way. Right. Uh, that's pretty much the shit that just happened to <laughs> yeah. me. I thought it was gonna be like really sharp. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the name the name throws you off a little bit once you taste it, but it's really good. Um, maybe eat some seafood with it huh yeah for sure <laughs> cool man so for the viewers that are watching that don't know you um i've known you for for a long time but you know let's let let me pass it over to you you know tell us a little bit about yourself who are you what do you do yeah for sure man so um well my real name's robert madrid um, better known as yeah as bebop bebop uh, a lot of my friends and family call me bebop um and well, I'm here right now, but um, what's led me here is currently I'm a part owner of a, the Arena Sports Bar and Grill on the far east side. Far east um, Paso. Yeah, I did some stuff in the music industry uh, within the past fucking long time. <laughs> yeah. um, How long has it been now? Honestly, since I really like tried anything, I'd probably say almost 10 years, dude. 10 years. Yeah. My daughter's about to be 10, and like, this was before she was born. No, this like I stopped maybe a couple years after she was born. Okay, oh, so, yeah, so I'd say almost 10 years. But, um, I don't know, dude, I get into some crazy shit, and I think yeah. it's just led me to where I'm at right now. Yeah, he's sitting so, uh, here because he's a fucking busy guy. Um, yeah, for sure, for, for the I guess seven, eight years that I have known you, yeah, maybe it's been that long, maybe. Um, you know, I've always known you to be super busy, always doing something, always up to something, working yeah. on something, um, aside from the family and everything else that you were working on, you know? So, um, for for a long time, bro, I mean, from where I can remember, I just, I've always looked up to your work ethic. I think you're a fucking hustler. Cool, man. Appreciate and, it. Uh, and you're Some people don't believe bro. me sometimes, bro. Like, I feel bad. Like, <laughs> what do you some mean? Some of my friends, like... Uh, 
they'll hit me up like, hey, let's go out. I'm like, like fuck, I can't, dude. Like, You're working. I got some shit to do. Yeah. Um, it sounds like an excuse sometimes, but I'm really fucking busy. Like, yeah. Priorities. From the moment I wake up right. to the moment I go to sleep, dude, it's like nonstop shit. That's cool, man. So not only are you really busy with, you know, the entrepreneurial side of things. Yeah. But um, you're also a father. You have, yes. you have kids. I have two kids. Right? Yeah. Um, my daughter's about to be 10 and my son's about to be 8. So Cool. Um, so as busy as you are, I mean, how, how important or talk to me about that kind of work-life balance that you have. I know it's super important, especially for somebody as busy as you, to not only make sure that you're taking care of stuff business-wise, yeah. music-wise, and everything else, but also under under the house, right? Under the yeah. roof. So, so how important is that for you, and how do you kind of balance that? Um, honestly, my kids are a priority, dude. Yeah. Especially because I'm a single dad, so, like, um, if Ladies. I wasn't... If I wasn't there <laughs> as much as I am, yeah. like somebody else would be. And it kind of fucking bothers me, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. So keeps you up. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, it's not just that, but I guess everything does revolve around them. Um, that's probably why I'm so busy. Yeah, it's like I'm always trying to find ways to have time to do what needs to get done. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, born and raised here in El Paso, right? Yep. Talk to me a little bit about how childhood was for you uh, growing up. You went to Motwood, I believe? Yeah. Yeah? Went to Motwood. Well, <laughs> I grew up, um, started in the Lower Valley, like Riverside area. Uh, That's where your boy's from, too. In the 90s. 07. And then uh, moved to the east side. It was still kind of like a, an iffy little neighborhood. Um, <laughs> still but, a little low yeah. valley feel to it <laughs> yeah um, grew up with a single mom I would visit my dad like every other weekend but um, my mom always worked hard super hard to try to uh, pay the bills and stuff so mm -hmm. my sister was a lot older than me she's uh, seven years older than me so honestly it sounds weird but I pretty much like in some sense I kind of fucking raised myself in the fact that like I mean I'd just be out in the streets just fucking doing shit and just come back when I wanted to you know I mean? yeah uh, I think it, in a weird way it kind of fucking helped me out like now how so just um making decisions you know what I mean to better myself like sometimes I'd be so you always the have wrong to look crowd. out for yourself yeah sometimes I'd be with the wrong crowd and um like now some of those people were like locked up or they're not doing well you know what I mean it's like fuck me like what if I would have taken that path you know what I mean yeah so um just making choices that would better my life from an earlier age kind of like help me out now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. That's um, that's important. That's crazy that you found that out though, like as young as you were, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of people will hang out with that same crowd, that same crowd that just holds them down and pulls them down and they'll hang out with them until they're 22, 23 and then that's when they realize like, oh shit, yeah. I gotta change my circle, you know? And by then, you it's not that it's too late but you've just you've gone really yeah. deep into it, you know, so. And then in some ways, like, um, it kind of sounds bad too, but I don't think it's something that like, like it wasn't a smart, it wasn't because I was being smart or intelligent. Like I've always just not cared what anybody thought about me. Like, and like I said, it sounds kind of bad, but even like my family, you know what I mean? Or yeah. friends, my parents. Like, I've kind of, like, if I want to do something, I kind of just fucking 
do it. You just do it? Yeah. Fuck it. So you've always, since you're... I just had that dream. Dream. I don't know why, but <laughs> I just, I do not care what people think about me. That's badass. And that's probably what led you into getting your foot yeah. in the door with music, right? So let's talk a little bit about music, because that's actually how we got introduced yeah. to each other. Mm-hmm. So I guess we could start by, you know, how, how do we know each other, how... You were talking about the story right now. You could talk. You could say the story because you you were a lot more detailed than I would have been. <laughs> no, so um, I think I was producing some songs for Alex, uh, yeah, who's which is my cousin. cousin. Yeah. yeah, he's a singer, really good singer. Um, I was helping Alex out uh, with some writing and producing, and he's um, like, "Hey, my cousin, um, my cousin raps. He wants to like get in the game." And uh, right <laughs> so when I used to with, yeah, with yeah. a coat <laughs> before the real estate game, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was a, a rapper. Uh, <laughs> you should change your name to Jake Coat, bro. Jake Coat, <laughs> dude. Uh, um, so <laughs> yeah, so he's like, my cousin wants to uh, get in the game, and uh, it's not like I was a fucking big shot or anything. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like I had already been in the industry like uh, a good amount. And uh, I felt like I could help you guys out. You know? yeah, so yeah. I was like, all right, fuck it. So we ended up meeting at Whataburger. And to me, it was like, Whataburger is one of my favorite fucking uh, <laughs> Yeah, we went and spots, ate, right? You know what I mean? yeah. We ate, we so talked. So it was like a kill two birds with one stone kind of thing for me. So <laughs> like, I'm going to get a number fucking yeah. five anyways. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Nah, I weighed like, I was like a... Triple me, like no? Little toddler back then, bro. Oh, so really? I, I probably ordered like a number chicken, seven chicken chips. <laughs> <laughs> the, the junior, dude. Um, the junior. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. They kind of it kind of just fucking blossomed from there. I kind of yeah. wrote. Uh, well, I produced two songs for you guys. Right, right. And then uh, so that's kind of like cutting midway into the story. But your background in music. I mean, your oh, background okay. in music kind of started. Yeah. Um, Back in the day, and you actually got signed here in El Paso, right? Well, no, so it was in. Um, well, you're from El Paso, deal, yeah. but you got signed. I signed a deal, yeah. and I moved to Dallas for yeah, the deal. Yeah, that's right. So the way that started, um, I started getting into music. I'd always sang, but in middle school and like early high school days, I would only sing to like help my friends get girls and it wasn't even for me because <laughs> really? I was into some other shit I was you were like the mariachi uh, group that they would be like right hey, hey, hey <laughs> play for her yeah fuck yeah dude. um I was into breakdancing in high school I remember so that it was like I, you were I wasn't in the, like I really wasn't into like trying to pick up chicks and shit you know? mm-hmm. um so my friends they, they would come over to my house and they'd be like hey dude uh sing to this girl for me I'm like, all right, what do you want me to say? Yeah. So I would sing some shit. And they would be the ones to hook up, and I'd just be there like, oh, okay, thanks, bro. Let me know if you guys need any yeah. more songs. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, so anyway, I didn't have a lot of money growing up. And this it's weird because the same way I got into music is what led me into uh, the IT field as well. Because I didn't have a lot of money growing up. So I had a... I had a hand-me-down computer. It was all fucked up. I had to learn how to fix the computer so that I can install recording software on there. How old are you? Able to use it. Um, about 16 or 17. 16, yeah. 17. That's crazy. So, I learned how to fix the computer and then I installed the software I needed to, to learn how to fucking make music and, and record music. Fucking old-ass software, bro. <laughs> what was yeah, it at that time? Uh, it's called Cakewalk. Cakewalk? Yeah. 
for all of you uh, all the old, old schoolers. schoolers. <laughs> yeah, I remember Cakewalk. Um, I think they, I think it's still called Cakewalk, but they call it uh, Sonar now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Haven't messed with that program in a long time. But anyways, so I started recording my own songs. Um, I got a little following back then. Fucking MySpace. Yeah, uh, MySpace days. Yeah. Did and, you have uh, all your music uploaded on your page? I did, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. the coolest feed, uh, Facebook. What's up? Yeah. Okay, we've been waiting for you to bring that in. <laughs> I have, personally. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, dude? That might be a fucking... Yeah, yeah. I think because of YouTube, though, they probably don't want to get probably. into that. They should partner up or do yeah, something. That would be yeah. pretty tight. So, you got a following on MySpace. You started getting yeah, a following. Yeah, so... Um, and then we were talking about this earlier because I made a stupid comment about... Because he was asking me... What kind of music do you do? And I said, cumbia is just being done. I don't, I don't do cumbias. But um, it's funny that I said that because back in the day when um, the cumbia kings were splitting up, the original members branched off and formed a group called Kings One. Mm-hmm. And they were performing here in El Paso. And um, I don't know how I bumped into their manager in the backstage and... Uh, Somebody was telling him that I could sing, so he asked me to sing, and I sang for them, and the manager was like, pretty much, uh, can you come on stage with us, like, in uh, two weeks? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I mean, I understand Spanish, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, to learn the songs and shit, I was like, at that time, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. What type What type of music were you creating at that time? For myself? Yeah. It was um, more like... R&B, like pop R&B. So this was like a total twist. For yeah, you. for sure, dude. For sure. That's crazy. And what did you do? You. you but they were so well it? known that I was yeah, like, yeah, of course. Fuck yeah, bro. Fuck yeah. Well, dude, like I have a horrible fucking short term memory. Like, it's really bad. You got the so words. no, the first oh. the first show. Um, back then, you know how people used to dress with the fucking. The sideways hats and those fucking yeah. those sports uh, wraps, <laughs> the, the wristbands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I did, I bought a thick ass uh, sports wrap, right? Like the quarterback one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fit plays in there. <laughs> well, dude, it fucking looked like that because I got the lyrics, I printed them out on white paper, small enough to where I could tape it with clear tape around the fucking uh, the sports wrap. So I was literally on stage. With the fucking mic, <laughs> looking at the lyrics, yeah. So, um... That's funny. What it came to from there was that, uh... Because I didn't sing cumbias, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I sang R&B. R&B. Um, so they offered me... They offered me a record deal in Dallas because they were starting a label. And, um... I accepted the deal, moved to Dallas, lived there for... Probably, like, almost five years. Um... Ended up linking up with a rapper there. His name's uh, Big Gemini. Shout out to Gemini. If Gemini. You, if you check this this video out. But, um, so, crazy now, um, Gemini sits down at the studio with me, starts showing me a bunch of beats that he had. Um, I like this one beat, and I had already, I already had lyrics that would go to it. So I just started singing them. Um, the song's called My Shoddy. The guy that produced it, is a multi-platinum producer now, a Grammy award-winning producer. His name's Happy Pettis, yeah. He produced for Miguel. Uh, he produced Sure Thing for Miguel. No way. Yeah, dude, like a, a fucking bunch of hits. Holy shit. Um, but he produced that song, My Shorty, that, that Big Gemini and I did. Um, so My Shorty got a lot of national airplay. And um, 
some crazy shit went on with the with the label that that uh, was promoting the song, mm-hmm. um, and kind of just died out. It did get a good amount of, of national play, so we did a lot of shows in front of like fucking thousands of people. Like it was just a dope ass experience. That that song blew up nationally. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, like it was everywhere on the radio, and the hook uh, for those of you that remember, you don't have to sing it, but. What were the words? <laughs> that's my shorty. That's my yeah. shorty. That's my shorty. That's that's all I'm giving you, bro. <laughs> I'm just trying to nah. make him sing it. <laughs> but um, it was a crazy feeling, bro, because um, I had gone to Las Vegas with my dad at that time. I think we were going for um, I believe my aunt was getting her vows renewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all went to Las Vegas. Well, when we we flew in, got a rental car. When we got in the car. Turn the fucking radio on and it was playing on the radio. Dude. Shut up. Yeah. So how like, did that holy feel? Shit. It was fucking a surreal feeling. Like I can't even explain it, dude. It's like hearing yourself shit. in a different city. Yeah. In a limo. And then Las Vegas too. You know what I mean? Airport. It's like I'm there to party and then it's like fucking the songs on the radio. So yeah. I turned up like beyond what I planned to after that. You know what I mean? So. So at 16, you, you get interested in music. You, you um, get this laptop that you fixed up yourself. Yeah. Installed some software. Started singing. Grew your MySpace following to eventually... That eventually led you to... You know what? The MySpace perform? following didn't really have a correlation with the Cumbia Kings incident. I kind of just like wanted to put myself in positions to where... I can talk to somebody that was in the industry. So you didn't perform that day that you... No. Oh, okay. You were so just there. I went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got backstage somehow. Old school, right? Yeah, you had yeah, to get yeah, in fucking sure. front of people. You could send a I weaseled DM. my way in, dude. Um, <laughs> like, I'm with them. I'm with the camera crew. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. Uh, so talk to me about, you know, you got signed. That, that was something huge for you. How old were you at the time that you got signed? I was, I believe, 21 years old. 21. Yeah. So from 16 that you started music mm-hmm. to 21, yeah. you, you landed a, a label, a record deal. Yeah. And you moved out to Dallas. So what was that experience like for you in those five years, you know, being signed, making music, meeting people and living that kind of life? What was that like for you? You know what? It was, um, it was a lot of work, especially because, well, I've changed my mentality now, but before I used to try to do everything on my own, dude, mm-hmm. like I was writing my own songs, producing my own songs, mixing and mastering them myself, uh, doing all the artwork for my stuff. You were J. Cole. I was just doing everything on my own. And it was so much work. Um, But I got, before I signed that deal, um, I did some pretty good stuff on my own. I ended up on this little Dr. Pepper tour, opening up for um, Pitbull and Frankie J at that time. No way. Yeah. So um, I landed that on my own and just opening up for major act. now it's easy for people to open up for, mm-hmm. for acts you know what I mean back then it was like you had to go through a fucking booking agent yeah. or the promoter like you pretty much had to be on their team right um, and it was just a lot of work like you had to have your shit together like I had to have a fucking 30 minute show prepared like that's a long fucking time dude oh 30 minutes is yeah. fucking long I mean even when I did music when me and Alex were fucking around out here and doing yeah. music we were doing performances and sometimes they were a fucking hour, yeah, bro. Long. Like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I learned the hard shit way. to say. I was like, hmm, let's sing that song one more time. <laughs> I learned the hard way actually because um, 
the booking agent at that time, um, he told me, have a 30-minute show prepared, right? So we go to San Antonio. It's for the fucking Dr. Pepper tour. We go to San Antonio. I have a 30-minute show prepared. Um, I go on stage, right? It's our end. Like, I don't know how I got the spot, but I was literally, like, right before Pitbull goes up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was me and then fucking Pitbull. Pitbull. And then um, Frankie J at that time, I think, had a, was a little more popular than Pitbull. Um, Crazy. Yeah. But, um, so I go up. Maybe after, like, 15 minutes, you can tell the crowd's, like, already getting tired of the performance. You know what I mean? Because it's like, they don't know my fucking music. Yeah. Like, like how are they supposed <laughs> to engage with me if they don't know my music? Like, can I, I can only fucking say, put your hands up so many fucking times. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah. we've been doing this like, for 15 minutes. <laughs> for sure, dude. So, uh, I could tell some of them were getting, like, just, like, like, get the fuck off. You know what I mean? <laughs> how, yeah. how does that, like, you're it, reading the crowd. It felt shitty at the time, but that's how I learned... 30 minutes is too fucking long <laughs> if they don't know your music, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, um... If they don't know your some music... Some people were booing, too, dude. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, at that point, did you feel like you... Fuck, should I just get off, or... You know what? Like, in, nah, internally, like... I was like, fuck, this feels like shit. <laughs> but uh, I didn't show it, you know what I mean? I, I thought I played it off pretty yeah. well. So... I announced, I announced it was my... It was the last song. And they were like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. It's internally like, fuck you guys. Um, but yeah, dude, that's part of the, the learning process for me. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like going through little situations like that. And just fucking hustling, dude. Like, when I did have the deal, I still had to hustle. Like, we drove through a hurricane so that I could go record in Miami. And the hurricane was in Louisiana. Fucking flat tire in the van. Four guys in there. We had to tough. get out, change the fucking tire in the middle of a fucking hurricane. Like the gas stations are all closed down. Like, dude, crazy oh, yeah, shit, bro. Dude, hurt. So you drove into the fucking hurricane to record? Through it, yeah. We were driving from. Uh, You're crazy, bro. We had just done a show in Phoenix. Drove to Dallas from Phoenix, and then we had to drive from Dallas to uh, Houston and then to Miami. So from Houston to Miami, you pass through Louisiana. I think the hurricane at that time, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been Rita. I, okay. I don't know. It's fucking long time ago. Some girl. It's probably like 2000. Some girl fucking <laughs> some shit up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, for sure. um, it's funny that they name hur- a lot of hurricanes. Right? Like girl names, right? I want to see like some... <laughs> Some super some, Mexican name, bro. Yeah, like, like, like Jorge or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't there one? I feel like there has been Is there? one. Like a Miguel or something. Like Juan. <laughs> Hurricane Juan is staring through some yeah, Juan. Yeah, that's crazy. So what were what were some of the craziest things that happened to you? I mean, obviously getting signed, when you when you hear that, when an artist gets signed, you just picture them going out and buying the fucking yeah, a bunch of shit and the the chains and yeah, and for everything. sure. So, w- were you doing some of that that spending or um, those purchases when you did get? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were some of what? those purchases that you did? It wasn't. You know what I spend a lot of money on, dude? It's food. It's still to this day, <laughs> bro. Since I've met you, you've told me that that he spends so much money on eating out because he loves eating out. Like just going to restaurants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
And it's not because I'm like lazy or something. It's because I just like eating out. You know right. what I mean? So I think it was on that to tell you the truth. You spent like, all your yeah, bro. <laughs> like uh, fuck the chain, fuck the phantom. Let's get like let's get some food. One of the last times <laughs> I went to Vegas, I won a pretty good amount of money, right? Uh huh. So I was like, instead of like gambling again, I'm like, fuck this shit, bro. I'm gonna go to all the fucking steakhouses around this area. <laughs> and I'm just gonna try like all the steakhouses. <laughs> That's what I like doing with my money. Yeah, I like, food. I like eating out. Yeah. See, see, bought a lot of food. Yeah. Did you buy anything else? I mean, at twenty one, running into any kind of money, I feel yeah, like yeah, for sure. Any money that's um, over minimum is just overwhelming. You know what, dude? Honestly, and at that time, I didn't have like a lot of clothes and shit too, so I went out and bought myself like fucking better, better shit. Better shit. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't know, dude. I've always, I've always just hustled. Going back to the food, I think I buy myself more food than I do, like, clothes and shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, dude. Fuck. You love food, yeah, huh? And so, did you gain weight during this period of... No. No? No. Great metabolism, huh? I weighed, Some like... jeans? <laughs> yeah. I weighed, like, 130 <laughs> until I was, like, fucking 30 years old, probably. Fucking <laughs> like 130. Nice. Lucky you, bro. I'm exaggerating, bro. Yeah, when I started making some money, when I got into sales, I gained so much, gained <laughs> so much weight. Cause I was like, damn, eating good too, you know, like. But yeah, you gotta have those genes. Honestly, looking back, dude, I think um, the process of like trying to complete projects is what people don't understand takes just so much fucking energy and projects and as far as your albums or songs. Yeah, and, and back yeah. then, a three-minute song, people don't realize when yeah. you're signed, you're an employee. Like, even people that sign for millions of dollars, like, you see them out flashing the money, but guess what? You still got to make somebody else that money back. You have to go to work. You're somebody's employee. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it was just like, fucking countless nights, like, just in the studio, studio, studio. Was this Not stress? Going out. Was there a lot of stress behind that? You because know, I, I, I feel like making music is, is something that is an art, you know? It's, yeah. it's a way to be creative. And I feel like just me personally, when I would do music, just me sitting in my room, like, yeah, I would stress myself out because I was like, I told everybody I'm going to put a song out a week and I don't have anything. And yeah, tomorrow, sure. I'm supposed, like, there's there's some sort of creative stress, too, I feel. Absolutely. So, and I think what, like, uh, amplified that was so uh, my management back then, they um, this guy owned a bunch of homes. So. What he did out in the country, right? We used to call it the barn. It was literally a fucking barn that he made a two-level unit. Studio was upstairs. Dance studio was on the bottom. Like, not for the public. Like, for us. It wasn't just me living at the house. Mm -hmm. So, um, he built a studio there. A bunch of fucking... This was kind of tight. A bunch of us musicians lived there at the house. And we would just work on music all the time. All day. The problem is... I didn't have a fucking car. So it was like, if I wanted to, like, fuck, dude, I just need a break. I need to go, like, just have a drink or just go eat or something. I couldn't. Because it was like fucking you couldn't miles of Uber. country road. You couldn't call Uber Eats. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so I think that's what was kind of stressful was, like, just being there, like, not being able to escape. And this is while you were signed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, and you can't. When somebody tells you, hey, we have a meeting... Uh, next week with the fucking main music promoter in fucking Houston 
and you got to put this package together. It's like holy shit, mm-hmm. like a, I have a fucking job to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's there crazy. is there is somebody telling you what to do. Yeah. There is, mm-hmm. and and that's pretty pretty tough. Yeah, no? for sure. Fuck. So, if you could like go back. You know, and give yourself some advice, younger, younger bebop, some advice when you uh-huh. first got signed. What would you, what would you kind of tell yourself? You know, what are all the things that you would tell yourself? Because obviously, there's a lot of, and I mean, we could probably talk for hours about just that alone, the deal, you know, and, yeah. and the stuff that you had to go through, and the kind of deal that you got. Yeah. Um, but what, what was that other stuff like? Um, I think. And I don't want this to sound too general, but I think I I made the right move. Like, follow what you want to do if it makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Don't expect, and this is something that I really still live by and I always have, um, but don't expect people to support you just because they're family and friends. Like, earn their support. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's huge. It's like, just keep working on getting better like everybody's not gonna like your shit I think at first that's something that bothered me like if I showed somebody something that I worked super hard on you know what I mean I'm there like fuck this shit's dope as fuck like, Yo, I, yeah. Yeah. I show somebody and they're just like like this, I like this other song I like this other song I think that's like the worst thing to hear after a yeah. song that you wrote the beat's cool yeah and the other song <laughs> is like some shit I did in like 10 minutes you know what I mean and people loved yeah so just know that you can't please everybody and like just keep working on getting better I think at first I wasn't like um, I wasn't doing that I was like what the fuck do you mean you like this song bro I just like it's just tight (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with your ears and it it goes along with the restaurant now you know what I mean yeah you can't please everybody right like there's a lot of stuff um, a lot of improvements that we work on every month um, that we know we can improve on but at the same time there's customers that come in that I know we've given like great service to but it's like you just can't expect everybody to support you and yeah. to be pleased you right know you so, can't I think that's one of the hardest realizations that a lot of people yeah. come to so I think uh, to answer your question it would be um, to realize that a lot sooner mm-hmm. yeah. that's crazy yeah that's that's good too, man. I I actually realized that a long time ago too, and even in real estate, like some of my family members have gone the other way or gone somewhere else, you know. Yeah. And it's like, at first it did bother me. It was like, what do you mean? Like this is my business, and you're not supporting <laughs> yeah. by you by you going somewhere else. You're not supporting my business, you know. And it came to a point where I was just like. You fucking can't. Like, you can't <laughs> expect for your family, just like you said, you have to earn their business. And, I mean, I saw it as that. Maybe they just didn't see me or didn't take me serious as a yeah. realtor. So, at that point, I had to realize, okay, well, I have to stop being the nephew in their eyes and start being the professional when it comes down to anything yeah, about sure. houses, you know? Or anything like that. So For sure. I, I completely hear you, bro. So, that's crazy. So, what do you? Where do you kind of see the music industry right now, um, especially here in El Paso? You know, back in the day when actually when Alex introduced me to you, I think you were one of the only people that had gotten signed from El Paso. I don't know about that, bro, because um, 
or from what I knew. I know there's groups that have done really well. Like for instance, uh, you know who Mars Volta is. Mm. No, Horrible look them up. Side. But I don't think they were rapping El Paso. Like people knew they were from El Paso because they had fans when, when they were here. But they fucking blew up, and I could be wrong, but um, like I believe they went to Los Angeles. And they blew up uh, there, but I don't think they said that they were from El Paso, but they were a, a fucking huge group back then. Really? Yeah. So, I don't think it was one of the first, but um, as far as in the R&B, like, pop realm... Yeah, just and, in general, I And think. I didn't do that. It's not like I fucking blew up crazy, Yeah. but as far as, like, having a song on the radio with national play... Like, I'm not talking about the, the fucking player hate at eight. Like yeah. getting, getting <laughs> rotation. You know what I mean? yeah, that's like, always fun too, huh? Like I always, I like it was on fucking national rotation. Um, I think in that sense, for my genre, maybe. Yeah, maybe in the yeah, R&B sector. Mm-hmm. So overall, where do you see El Paso now? You know, back back in the day, you didn't hear too much about artists coming from yeah. El Paso, coming out of El Paso. And now you have big names like Khalid. Oh, dude. Like, this motherfucker just blew up. I think you know? he fucking opened the doors for yeah. like, so many people here. Definitely. Um, and he really put out our city on the map. I mean, as much yeah, as he sure. reps El Paso, and even one of his sets, I think, was an El Paso background yeah. and stuff so, like that. So, going back to what I said earlier about not being able to please everybody or, or uh, like, expecting support, like... This fool is representing El Paso fucking hard, bro. Mm-hmm. And if you go and see the comments, like, people are still talking shit about him. Like, really? you're not even from El Paso, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, come on, dude, seriously? Yeah. But that, so, that is true. You can't, you can't please anybody. No. And everybody, especially with, this, with social media right now, I think that just people in general, text messaging, social media, it's like, it allows people to say what they want to say. But never in person. Maybe they nine out of ten times they're not gonna say that in person if they see you. Yeah, for sure. But being that there's this kind of curtain with social yeah. media, people are, are fucking yeah. And some of them crazy. troll like on purpose to get responses and like yeah. just piss people off. But mm-hmm. um, I think some people just generally like I don't know what it is, bro. They just I hate to say haters because it's like so in general. But it, they, this is the only it's fucking like, word yeah, to describe so, describe them. I think is just I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why people go after people. But yeah, I mean, artists like Khalid and and uh, Evander Grimm, um, they're they're really That's growing right. up with mm-hmm. a lot of different artists here in the hip hop R and B yeah for sure pop sector. So it's it's crazy. I think El Paso is just t- taking a turn because I remember even when we were doing music, it's like. There's a tight knit community. I had David Garman here, yeah. Um, and he, we were talking about nine one five, the website that we used to have. What was it? I don't remember. Oh, we're gonna have to go back on this. <laughs> I, I don't remember the actual name of the website, but it was nine one five something, where a lot of our of artists here in El Paso, he was putting them on the website and you know sharing our our content, our music and stuff like that, yeah. and. There was just a big group and a big community, I think, of artists here locally that were trying to blow up and sharing each other's stuff. So now that we do have Khalid and Vander Grimm opening the doors for us, where do you see the music industry going here in El Paso in the next five, ten years? I hope they take us more seriously. For Mm -hmm. for instance, um, and not just from a musical sense, like... uh, the music industry 
all together. Like back in the day, um, I needed a, an attorney that practiced uh, contract law or, uh, or was involved in the music industry. And I could not find anybody here in El Paso. Like I would try to talk to somebody and they're like, oh, you know what, I know somebody in Dallas. I know some people in Dallas too. For contract like, law. Yeah. Well, not specifically that, but that were just involved in the music industry, mm-hmm. like as an attorney. I was looking for one here and I couldn't find anybody. Right. They all had to like push me to somebody else that didn't live here. Because there wasn't any artists yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. So um, I just hope that, and maybe it'll be a long time from now, but uh, like I said, I think Khalid opened up a lot of doors. Um, but I hope people can establish themselves here and blow up from here. Yeah. Because Khalid lives in Los Angeles also, if I'm Mm -hmm. not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Because that's where everything fucking happens. Yeah, that's where all the action is. Why can't that shit happen here? Yeah. That's, I mean, if if I were to work towards something, it would probably try to be something like that to where maybe El Paso can be, it's obviously not going to be close to Los Angeles. Like, we're years away be, from that. Yeah, yeah. you got to be like, but I think, realistic. Yeah, I think realistically speaking, I think El Paso is headed to the right direction. And I'm like freaking El Paso proud, bro. Like, I yeah, love oh, me El too, Paso. Dude. I lived out in Miami for years. And I can still tell you that living out there and being out there, hanging out at the beach and going to all the cool clubs and eating all the bomb-ass food. Yeah. When I did eat meat, um, it was great, but you still always miss home, you know? Yeah. There's no place like El Paso. So when I signed... Um, my managers actually wanted me to say that I was from Dallas. Really? And it was, and it's not that I have something against Dallas because I love the city, but I'm just proud of being from here, dude. Like, yeah, definitely. I don't know if it's just an El Paso thing or what, but I'm like, fuck no, I'm not gonna say I'm from Dallas. Dude. I'm from El Paso, <laughs> from El Paso. Yeah. So, um, yeah, El Paso is just a dope city, man. And I, that's literally why I moved back. I, I saw the growth and I wanted to be part of it. That's why I got into real estate, you know? Like, yeah. I want to be part of the east side expansion and the west side expansion and downtown, sure. you know, was just fucking getting crazy. Right now, I just heard the trolley, uh, the new trolley yeah. just rolled by the bell. <laughs> That's fucking insane. But, you know, it's El Paso is just really growing, headed to the right direction. People like Khalid, Evanda Grimm, I've definitely opened the door but I think it's a lot of people that had to kind of pave the way like you you know in the music scene and kind of just like you just said like there was people telling you to claim another city but it's people like you that were like I'm, yeah. just, I'm fucking from El Paso like and honestly you know? dude I think the the music festivals um, have really helped us out too yeah dude back in the day when I was doing shows like Major artists would come here, dude, and people would not even want to pay fucking seven dollars mm-hmm. to go to a show, and now they're paying what a hundred something. Yeah, now people festival. are, and they're they're even paying more on bootleg tickets. That's it. Too. People talk so much shit about millennials, like oh, I'm so lazy, mm-hmm. but um, there's a lot of good shit that they do, bro. Like, I think that's a good thing. For yeah. One, like to actually pay to go to a show. Fuck like, yeah. Back then, people would. I'm telling you, dude. Um, I forgot who I opened up for, man. But the show was literally seven dollars to get in, and it was like a major artist, and the show was so Here dead. In El Paso? Yeah, and I was like, what yeah, the fuck, bro. I think El Paso had that big stigma too, like of never oh, for sure. paying for and they, it. And and they knew the mm-hmm. artists knew. Sometimes they wouldn't even want to come over here. Yeah, 
But it's definitely changed. Like, now it's complete. Oh, for sure, dude. 180, because everybody pays for tickets now. I fucking pay for tickets. I yep. even raffle off tickets. And it's crazy the amount of people that just want to go to these events to see it live. I think it's a different experience. How different do you think it is? It was back in the day, you know, for an artist trying to blow up like yourself. You had to get in front of people. You had to go yeah. backstage and try and meet these people. Nowadays, people could pretty much just send a DM to yeah. somebody and hopefully get in the right connection, right? So, yeah. how do you think, how, how do you think it was different back in the day for artists compared to now? Um, with social media, with technology, where it's at. I don't want to say it was, it's the only way, but like. I think people have always had the power. I think now it's easier for an artist if they're legitimately good and their stuff is good, their content's good. Because like Gary Vee says, the fucking market, yeah, the market doesn't lie. Yeah, know? for sure. If, if the market accepts you, if you're yeah. good enough, you're going to win. Right? Whether people don't like mumble rap or they do, if you have two million people fucking following you, yeah, I mean... It's where the attention's at, yeah. Um, Back then, I think it was harder for people to have the power themselves. I think one of the uh, pioneers was MC Hammer. He was selling uh, mixtapes from the back of his trunk. And he had the power, you know what I mean? Like, he could get deals from labels and turn them down if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. But that was MC Hammer. Like, almost anybody else, they needed a label to be behind them, to get radio promotion, to... um, do their marketing because not a lot of people understand it's a music business it's a business for a reason mm-hmm. people invest money to make it back yeah. so um, there's a lot of heads behind the scenes yeah. behind one artist there's a lot of investors oh, sure. a lot of yeah so um, I just think now it's easier to to have power for yourself if you put in the work mm-hmm. to grow yeah so you're saying most, most of the time or not most of the time but for you to be known you don't need to have a record label. No, for sure. No. Yeah, because now you have all the tools like Spotify, you yeah. have SoundCloud, you have Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, all these platforms that you can literally just dump music into and create a fan base <laughs> and create a community. And Not only that, but that you can make money off of. Right. Like, who wouldn't want to make money doing what they love to do, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So, I just think... Um, People have it a lot easier now. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of putting in the work. Yeah. But at the same time, it oversaturates the market as well. Like if I go and look for, um, I'm just gonna use country as an example. Like we like country. country artists. Yeah. On Instagram, like there's gonna be a fuckload of them that are really good. Like back then, how would you discover somebody? Mm-hmm. Like. Usually it was because a label was pushing them out. You would see them on fucking... They were opening for major artists. Mm -hmm. Now it's literally like, I'm going to post a singing video, put that shit on Instagram. Maybe I might sponsor myself, save up a $1,000, sponsor myself, and people like me, they can follow me, or um, buy my future content. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a million... You can run your own business, pretty much, like, for yourself. It was a lot harder back in the day to do it. Social media has definitely given a lot of people power, I think. Yeah, for sure. Anybody, because even down to like real estate, like I could run a fucking business, a a big business, not just selling houses, you know, it's a, it's a marketing business and a, and a digital 
space that we're in right now, and it's it's a lot of fucking yeah. work. Not only that, but like, let's say Facebook, right? Like, if I wanted to run an ad, I can run an ad for people that only listen to my genre. The of demographs music. and the it's fucking like, precision that you can really target people is insane. It's like, how would you do that before? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. You had to fucking like really do research, yeah. mail outs, and fucking like door knock, and or even a restaurant, like back in the day. Um, you would get those fucking shopping guide. Um, what the, were they the, like? The, those fucking magazines, books? I guess. Yeah, those little books. <laughs> <laughs> in the mail, you know what I mean? You probably didn't like fucking ninety percent of that stuff. Bro, you now know. you check your your junk email address and it's like yeah. fucking all the restaurants and yeah. coupons and everything that you can think of. For sure. Now you search for um, steak or something. Log into Facebook. And you're gonna see fucking uh, a bunch of steakhouses on the right hand right hand side. Yeah. And you're like, what's <laughs> watching you, bro? How did you yeah. know? And it's crazy, even down to voice. Like if you're talking about it, you know, like that's yeah. just that's just the per- permission that we've given social. Once we sign up for it, is like you have no fucking privacy no, for sure. Pretty much, you know. So taking it, you know, a different route. You worked. You worked as a musician. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that when you have a record label, you're working, right? Yeah. You're working for somebody. So you worked under um, your managers and, and, and all that. Um, at what point did you feel like you had to or you wanted to work for yourself? Talking about this now. You know what? It wasn't It wasn't that. So I was living in Dallas. Um, my ex at the time was pregnant with my daughter daughter was born I was still back and forth from Dallas got pregnant with my son and I was like dude I can't fucking do this shit I gotta move back mm-hmm. so I came back um, went to school for computer information systems and security ended up falling in love with the fucking field you know what I mean so, which is uh, technology and yeah were you, and you were initially inspired or interested in that from back yeah, in the yeah, day yeah. when you were 16 so I would watch like hacker movies right and I'm like <laughs> what the fuck is tight like obviously Hollywood would blow everything up but it's yeah. like like I wanted to learn how to be a hacker which is crazy now because I get paid to do that um, and we don't call it hacking now because that's such a, a bad term it's illegal it's call it <laughs> penetration testing or offensive security uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy but um, it sounds all sounds safe. crazy huh right <laughs> like you're but, keeping uh, me safe bro yeah 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 <laughs> uh, yeah dude so, so you got interested in that field. So, tell me a little bit about your background in tech. What do you do in tech? Because you're, okay. you're, you're a teacher. I mean, this guy's busy as hell. Not only yeah. do you have a music background, you're getting back into it, right? Into yeah. music. But full-time, pretty much, is... So, I've always tech. taken risks, man. So, um, when I first started school, within, like, six months, I got my first certification. And people, like, wanted to finish school before they started looking for jobs. And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck this shit. I'm going to look for a job. And go to school at the same time. So I found an IT job and I actually took a pay cut because I was working at Cheddar's as a server. And dude, I was making good money like at that time yeah. for a server, you know what I mean? So I switched from a server to my first IT job and I took a huge pay cut like to me at that time. Like I went from probably making like $14, $15 an hour, like if you add up the tips and stuff, to like nine an hour. Mm. That's a huge difference. Like, I guess. It's almost nine hundred, well, nine hundred and sixty dollars, I think. Yeah. A month, um, so that was a big difference for me. But I kind of looked towards the future, like I know what I wanted to do, um, which is, 
I wanted to be an entrepreneur one day. And it's always been one of my goals. Um, so I worked what got in you What got you interested in that? Like In what? In entrepreneurial... And entrepreneurship you know what it in is? general. And I don't know how to say it, man. It's like the last two jobs. It's not that I don't take um, direction, authority well. No. It's not that. Because I felt like I was a good employee, the previous companies. But um, I can't get stagnant, mm. like doing the same shit. Right. And the only way for me to get away from that, to me at that point, was like, well, if I start my own shit, I can build something. There's always going to be different angles uh, to look at to have to to fucking build upon and that's why I got into uh, offensive security also is because in the hacking hacking world, guys <laughs> there's literally new shit that comes out like every week if right. you're not up to date with the new trends it's a fucking like, living breathing you're, like, industry you're, you're out of date yeah you know what I mean so um, what I wanted to do and it's weird how I got into uh, being co-owner of the restaurant is I worked at one IT company for a couple of years. I worked at another one for almost two years. And then I moved to teaching. And when I interviewed for the teaching job, they're like, well, because I talked highly about the previous IT company I worked for because they were really good. They're like, well, why do you want to leave if you think so highly about them? I'm like, honestly, because I want to start my own company. And they still hired me. So uh, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> all right. And it was for more money. So Thanks. I was like, all right, cool. Um, so I started teaching. Um, after a couple of years, I met somebody that I wanted to hire. I'm like, dude, this guy's a fucking beast. I think if him and I work together, um, we could build a, a fucking good company. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, I moved away from me thinking that I had to do everything on my own. I'm like, fuck it. Like, I think I could work with this guy. Um, he ended up moving. Oh, I was like, fuck. So I had qualified for a loan, and it was a lot more than I thought I'd be able to get at the time. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I could get this much money, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and it was at a low interest rate at that time. And I was like, holy shit. So I get this loan, and um, my boy Trox, Shane, who's a co-owner of the arena, he's uh, the other partner, he's like, dude, I found this fucking location on the far east side. There's like... Nothing there. Let's do a fucking sports bar. And me, I'm like, I start thinking about it. I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. You know what I mean? And it was. And you like, had the loan, you had the money. Yeah. Um, he already had pretty much the menu put together. Uh, we came up with some concepts together, and it was like, fuck it, dude, let's do it. And um, we did it. Did really well the first year. Um, shit started opening up. Yeah. So he says, now it's more work for us. Mm-hmm. Before it was like we're the only person here, and like everybody was fucking flocking to us. You know what I mean? Right. But now there's more shit around, so now we have to be strategic about certain fucking things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still doing well, and um, so my initial purpose was to start the IT company, but I ended up doing the restaurant, and now I'm starting the IT company again. Because you have time. Um, no, because it's just something I want to do. There's mm. something missing here in El Paso, and I, I don't want to say too much yet. But um, keep it on the. It, it goes back to what I, what I do, which is offensive security. Um, there's, I think, a lot of people that don't realize a lot of huge companies 
There's a lot of money here in El Paso, dude. I think a lot of oh, people don't realize. Fuckload. Yeah, there's a shitload. I think there's companies that don't realize that they're not safe. Like their companies are not safe just because you install an antivirus and so on and so forth. Like you're not safe. Mm-hmm. So I want to help people out, um, expose vulnerabilities to big companies and, and, and kind of uh, work around that market and uh, start there. So um, I'm going to be moving into consulting for that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's just like a roller coaster, dude. Yeah. And constant fucking work. It's constant learning, yeah. too, right? And then being a dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, a single dad at that. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh. You got a lot on your plate. And you're still, yeah, and you're sure. teaching also, right? Yes. You're, you're teaching. So, yeah, that's like a. So, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> so, and it's not a nine to five, a teaching job, because the school's open from eight in the morning till 10 at night. So, sometimes, I haven't recently, but sometimes I'll teach. From 8 in the morning till 10 at night. Holy shit. Just 12 hours. And I still have shit to do for the restaurant. I still have... It's constant learning for the offensive security market. Like, I'm telling you, I have to fucking learn shit almost every week. So, I'm constantly training. I'm constantly fucking doing shit for the restaurant. I have to teach. And then be a dad, which is priority on top of all that. You know what I mean? It's like... Dude, like, uh, well, I've been single for about almost four years. I have honestly, I haven't been on like one date in almost ladies, four years. I swear ladies. to God, <laughs> right? No, but seriously, dude, that's all. That's how crazy it is. Yeah. And then uh, my son and I just started doing jujitsu. It's like, so let me ask yeah. you this because I understand, you know, but there's a lot of people that m- might not understand that to them this might sound like. Why are you doing so much? And and that's kind of my next question is, yeah. why? Why which, do you do... Which is a good question, you know, right. because um, I know both you and I consume a lot of Gary Vee content. Mm. And it's like, stick to what you fucking do best and, like, get good at it. Right. But my problem is, and it's not a cop-out, <clears throat> because I sincerely, like, am in love with the fucking IT offensive security realm. Like, I go to Vegas every year... For the biggest hacking conference in the world, I just got back, which is called DefCon. Oh, shit. Like, I go every year, and fucking, um, the restaurant, it's like, I told you, I don't like being stagnant. Mm-hmm. Like, having to fucking solve problems that we have almost fucking weekly, it's like, fuck, this shit's fucking tight, dude. Like, this is the shit I want to do. Yeah. Even though it's not the IT stuff that I like, like, it's just... The fact that I'm not doing the same shit. Like, I'm not a fucking robot, bro. It's not a... Like, yeah, you don't want to do the same shit. Daily like, routine. Yeah, it's like... I hate feeling like I'm in an assembly line. Mm-hmm. Like, go to work. Do this. Do this. Do right. that. Do that. You're done. Go home. Like, fuck no, bro. Like, I feel... Honestly, and it sounds fucking corny. Like, I, I feel like I'm here to fucking... Like, to do some big shit in El Paso. That's badass. Like, I swear to God, bro. You are. I mean, you're you're doing it right Fucking, now. Fucking, um, I don't know, dude. You know what I've always wanted to do, and uh, I've always wanted to build a fucking skyscraper here. <laughs> That'd be fucking dope. Like it's just with a bunch of shit in there. You know what I mean? Like, fucking uh, hotel rooms, a mall, a fucking like party district in there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, dude. Like shit like that. Yeah, Why the fuck like do we not have yeah, yeah. like that? They have some of that stuff in big cities. Um, I know Orlando, Orlando, 
Um, like, aren't we, I don't know what our number is now, but aren't we, like, 25th largest city in the United States? I don't know. I think we, it's because the thing, the thing is that I think there's a lot more people in the city than they're counting just because of Juarez. Yeah. They don't count that population. I know they count our metropolitan area, Mm -hmm. which is, like, what, 2 million people? 2 million plus? Close. Some close. I don't know what the exact number. Fucking, that's fucking nuts, dude. It's a big city. It's a it's a big little city. It's crazy, you know. And you just have so much so much growth happening right now, especially out there in the location that your restaurants at. Like, talk to me about that that growth in general. Like, that's part of the reason why I came back. Cause when I came back, my realtor buddy took me. Yeah, I remember you telling driving, me. Driving, and I was like, what the fuck? Like this this was all desert this was like people used to ride their doom buggies yeah. and shit out here and now it's Saragossa leading into Montana and you just have a bunch of restaurants and bars and and businesses okay. and houses and sure. schools it's fucking insane yeah. bro um, it's fucking crazy dude it's- I think the first step to becoming an entrepreneur is you have to drink Fiji water bro really? I've been yeah. drinking double nah, I'm just fucking- <laughs> um, nah but um uh, so I remember you telling me that, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of talking about entrepreneurship. What advice? Because obviously you're going, you're you're in the tech field. You're starting up your tech business, um, all while you have your your restaurant business as well. So, what advice would you have for that person that is wanting to get into their yeah. own thing, their own kind of, you know, little thing? They're working a nine to five right now, for sure, and they hate it. But they're feeling like you're you're just describing stagnant. They're, yeah, they're in that daily routine and they hate it. They they want to do their own thing. What advice would you have for that one person? Um, goes back to what I said earlier, which is uh, the first thing is don't expect support from your family and friends, because it's all this shit's psychological, dude. That shit will fucking bring you down. Yeah. Um, just do what you do, and um, they'll end up supporting you eventually. So don't worry about that. And then um, I think one thing that's helped me out is that I kept my teaching job. Mm-hmm. I, I built up money on the side and if you look it up there's good debt and bad debt right I got good debt so that I can start the projects that I want to exactly and that's helped me out that's smart that you say that good debt bad debt that's, yeah. that's I definitely think that's a a new financial lesson that a lot of people should learn you know because debt in general Grant Cardone t- actually talks about it a lot that's what I mentioned in it yeah. um, good debt and bad debt he wants you to have some good debt but I mean, a lot of debt, but good debt, yeah. you know? So that that's really cool, man. That's really important. Um, kind of closing off the uh, the podcast, I always like to ask, and I know you're going to have a whole bunch of them because you love to eat. <laughs> We've already made that pretty clear. Um, being that El Paso has grown so much, we it looks like we have a lot more different variety of foods and, and things like that. What are some of your favorite restaurants yeah. to eat at? Um bars or clubs to hang out at and places to just chill at okay so i'll give you a, a cop-out answer and another <laughs> yeah, one you know what i mean yeah, okay but honestly one of the reasons i got into business with my partner is because some of the fucking food items were yeah. really good mm-hmm. um but and i don't go to the restaurant too much like physically a lot of the stuff i do is remote but the cowboy burger at our restaurant, like, I have not seen that fucking concept anywhere. What? Describe it. So we put bacon-wrapped cream cheese jalapenos in a burger with a spicy uh, green ranch sauce. Oh, shit. Um, dude, that shit's fucking... Like, <laughs> the best. Yeah. 
Um, I would but, try bologna meat. You got any veggie, vegan options? Um, veggie options? Fucking french fries, I guess, bro. Shit, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but you know it's what? like my life, french fries. Uh, other than that, I go through phases. Like, I would eat the same shit for like a whole month almost, dude. Really? So right now, uh, <laughs> I can't face? think of the name, but there's this barbecue restaurant. It's like on uh, Rojas and Zaragoza. Uh, I can't famous think of No, it's not famous. It's not a sit-in. Like, there used to be a food truck, but they're a barbecue restaurant now. It's on Rojas and Zaragoza. I've been eating that a lot lately. It's a truck. It used to be a truck. No, now it's, it's actual. Yeah. Um, but right now I've been into that. Like, a fuck load, dude. <laughs> really? Yeah. So they're well, they pretty much know my fucking pounds. order when I go in there, dude. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, he's coming. Yeah. He's yeah. coming. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, fucking same shit. Much, you know what I mean? The red, yeah, the regular. <laughs> That's cool. But so uh, restaurant, you 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 go there. What's another one? What's another restaurant you could think of? Just because I know you love food. We just posted a a restaurant review today. A Cometa. You like Cometa? I don't think I've been there, dude. What? No. Nah, where is that, bro? I swear. Oh, hold on. Is it where Luchador used to be? No, no, no. That's, that's uh, a new one. Yeah. That's a new one? On the east side. Oh, where Luchador? No, that's um, that's a bar. That's a... Uh, nah, it's food. It used to be that. It changed like three times. It's on the corner. Yeah. Right on. Really? Are you sure? Yeah, well, they fucking, have, I had some a, fucking flautas. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's flautas. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> They're pretty good, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like like my one of my favorite. Places. The thing is, I eat slow as fuck, oh, so really? like the last two flautas got like super soggy. So uh, like, okay. Now you didn't. But they were good. The, yeah, the crunchy ones were fucking good. That's mine, bro. But we posted a restaurant review, and a lot of people are liking it. I think it's a lot of people's favorite. Wasn't there a fucking uh, like a fight or some shit that? Yeah, they posted. Well, on it Fit was there, Fam, right? Fit Fam, on FitFam, uh, the most viral freaking. <laughs> it was there, wasn't it? The most viral world. But at star that location, version. <laughs> Bro, it's like yeah, there was a big old fight, and I was actually there that day. I was mm-hmm. there two hours before. I had eaten. I had left the bar early. We went to go eat like at eleven. I think that happened like at closer to one or two, but yeah. Mm-hmm. People were throwing benches and fucking things, and they hit employees. There was employees that were bleeding. I think no uh, FitFam followed up, and they were they took pictures of some of the employees, and they said like bandages. So fucked up. Dude. It's fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. That's like the new version of Chico's, huh? Back yeah, in the day, for sure. back in the day, Chico's used to be fucking crazy. So, uh, what's one of your favorite bars, clubs? Like an actual dude. Honestly, fuck, bro. I wish I had answers, but I don't go out that much. <laughs> no? No. Damn. Like, I'm literally always fucking, like, learning shit. Well, I'll answer that for you. Arena has some good yeah. drinks um, and drink specials, right? You guys got a whole bunch sure. of stuff. Where can we find, where can our audience find um, your your um, your restaurant? Uh, you mean on social media or? Social media and location-wise. Okay, so locations on um, Tierra Este and Zaragoza. Social media, it's at the Arena Sports Bar and the Grill. It's just spelled out. At the Arena yeah. Sports Bar and Grill. Um, but, you know what? I think the last bar I probably went to 
was later later downtown. It was it later was later nice. shit. Yeah, later later is cool. I like. Freaking it. love that house, bro. They they literally um, took a house, an old house here in downtown El Paso, and remodeled it completely. Yeah. The second time I went, I was we were waiting in line and like I'm old as fuck right now. So <laughs> I'm old as there fuck was like right now there's like <laughs> too many fucking tweens in line. So I was like, nah, let's go, bro. So nah, bro. But the time that I did go, I, I liked it. It was yeah. pretty tight. Yeah, it's a really cool it's a really cool bar. I really like that place too. They have uh Double Chico they have their own signature Double Chico drink too. It's actually like Double Chico and a shot of tequila inside there. With some light oh, it's shit. like crazy bro. I prefer just a regular Double Chico though. <laughs> and uh what about to chill? Where's a where's a good place that you like, like to chill hang out spot? with? Maybe like your kids. Um If I take my kids somewhere to chill it's usually like at the park, dude. Park? Yeah. Dude, I love fucking parks. I just love dude, trees. I'm I get like into a fucking weird shit, bro. I get into weird shit. Like, <laughs> I told you earlier, uh, my son and I started jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So I've been going to the gym, lifting weights, and doing cardio, right? But I'm like, when you do jujitsu, it's like fucking totally different, bro. Like, you could be a beast in the gym and go to jujitsu, and you're going to be fucking. Because well, you have to have a lot of. So I started looking into calisthenics, right? Yeah. Like, like a specific calisthenics where you just use your body weight, like mm-hmm. to fucking. So my son and I started going to the fucking park, like to just try some fucking workouts yeah. out. So we had been doing that for a while. You guys been hanging and out then, in the park? Uh, right yeah, now? yeah. That's so that's dope. what I'm saying. Like I just get into weird shit sometimes. Um, that's about us. That was like the last thing that we got into. That was cool. And you just had a, an event, right? A jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. This past Saturday. Desert. Shout out to. Uh, Desert Jiu-Jitsu Championships. How was it? Was it a good tournament? It was really good, dude. Yeah. Because all like... It was like a fitness expo, right? Yes, it was there. But it was cool. I thought it was cool to see a lot of the um, the Jiu-Jitsu community from El Paso. Like, you wouldn't think there's that many people. There was a fuckload of people that went and competed that were just from here, from El Paso. So I was like, holy shit, that's tight. Jiu-Jitsu's tough, bro. I think I went once to like uh, a workout or a little sparring session or something. Fuck, like... 10 minutes I've only on the been in a couple mat. months so like it's uh, pretty much almost broke my fucking arm here at the competition <laughs> really? but uh so like, <laughs> it was a dope experience you know what I mean yeah, yeah. You, so you and your son competed right yeah. and your son how did he do he did fucking amazing dude yeah he got a bloody nose the first uh, the first round so he couldn't continue it took but him out. dude he was cause he's like real timid bro like he told me he wants to learn how to do programming he's like a little dork you know what I mean <laughs> so that's why I put him in jujitsu and like no, nobody's gonna bully him, bro. I'm not gonna let anybody bully this dude. He's so, like, oh, you like, you like technology oh, you too, like, huh? All right, oh, let's go to jiu-jitsu too. You're gonna be a fucking dork. You're gonna be in jiu-jitsu also. Um, so, uh, which is cool. I think it's cool. But um, fucking, he gave it his all, dude. That's bad like, he's usually pretty timid, but he was like going in, bro. I was yeah. like, oh shit, like <laughs> hell yeah, bro. Um, but yeah, he got a bloody nose today, and they don't continue. Damn. Yeah. Fucking reps. But of course, he went back to school, told all his friends that he yeah. got a bloody nose. Yeah. He's like, you guys should see me. Fucking fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's badass, man. Yeah. That's really cool, bro. Well, I'm really excited for, uh, you know, everybody to hear your story and hear a, little, a lot about, you know, the hustle. Because yeah. anybody that, you know, will, will put you up on YouTube and hear that song could tell that you got talent. Not only musically, but, I mean, just in general. You yeah, just, sure. I, I think your grind and your hustle... Um, you're one of those types of people that anything that you do, you, you put 100% of it and you make it work. 
you know there's no failing in it and that's really cool bro yeah i'm really excited for people to hear your episode uh so make sure you guys tune in um every wednesday we're dropping a new whiskey wednesday podcast session this is episode 19 so it's actually going to be airing in two weeks okay we've been getting ahead of schedule which fucking lucky for us bro every time i go out of town we're like backed up Sometimes we have to skip a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's good. Dude. Really appreciate you, man. Yeah, and appreciate thanks you, for man. coming on, bro. Appreciate it. Take care, guys, and I'll see you guys soon.